This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's hope that we do it and do it right. It is Dukes and Bell. Glad to have you listening. Dan, Baby, take the time to do, do it, it right. <laughs> That's a couple skate right there. Yeah, no doubt, man. Oh, uh, yeah, and I'd just be watching, too, by the way. I'd just be like, <laughs> hey, girl. Yeah, I mean, $68 million and more if we don't bring back Mariota. So we're over like $74 million in cap space. <sighs> That's a lot of dough. Uh, I know it's been a uh, tumultuous, tumultuous day uh, as far as the weather's concerned, Mike. When you talk about some people, we were watching some of the reports Trees down, stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's not everywhere, but we know it was happening in various places today with these storms that blew through. There were some uh, difficulties. It looks like the way things went down, it was Austell, and then later it was Griffin. So a bunch of cells popped in different parts of town. Yeah. But it really looked bad. i got to be honest with you, Carl and I were kind of having like that old crap moment at 3.30 looking at the radar because there was a big tornado on the ground forever it was. on the Alabama side, and it was just north of like the Kia plant. They it said was, uh, it was seven, 75 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, guys, that's an eternity for that kind of situation with the tornado. But I uh, hope you guys are doing great. We got a lot more to get to. Josh Kendall stopped by to talk about the Falcons as we were there at State Farm yesterday. You just heard that clip. Do it right. <laughs> we can do it, baby. Do it tonight. Come on, Dude, man. This was, I, I tell you what, take me back to Astro Skate, Tarpon Springs, Florida. Spent all my summers down there. Skate backwards. Get all the girls. Hello, ladies. Skating is in vogue, by the way. It's back. No, I'm being serious. Like there are a lot, there there are a lot of adults who have taken up skating, and right. like they're kicking it. Four wheels, not the rollerblade. No, we're old talking school? old school, yeah. well, right, old school. Right. Matter of fact, Usher. I saw a video of him recently uh, out skating at the ring. And they were like dancing and doing all kinds of stuff. I was like, I wish I could do that. So you tell me if I was still living in Midtown, I could put on my roller skates, some short shorts, and roll through Piedmont, <laughs> and I'd, a, I'd be in style. Isn't that Tuesday? <laughs> I don't know. We had a big boom box on my shoulder. But, yeah, man, I, I think it's coming back. If you guys roller skate, seriously, hit me, hit us up. I'm curious because I just saw uh, my wife asked for roller skates. This was like two years ago, and I was like, roller skates? And she was like, yeah, people roller skate. She I think, stopped. you know what? Hey, Squid, write this down for Mike Conti in the promotion department. We do like a giant like party on the belt line. And we roller like, skate? We have like a platoon of roller skaters. Now, again, it might be a little goofy, but who cares? Maybe who cares? We'll do, we'll do a roller skate pub crawl on the belt line. Who cares? I, it, I think it'd be fun. And we'll uh, all wear cutoff mesh shirts. Okay, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, let's. <laughs> I want to talk about this before we get to our top three. Uh, by the way, a couple of things. One, if you're just joining us, we have a chance to host the AFC Championship game. And I say have a chance because if it's Chiefs-Bills, it's going to happen. They've set the date. The NFL says Atlanta, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, guys, on January 29th will host the AFC Championship game Mm. if those two teams make it. If they don't, then it will be the regular seeding. The higher seed will get home field advantage. Uh, We're not projecting that that's going to happen, but it's a very good possibility. Um, But this is something Mike and I were talking about, and I want to mention this, that Lamar Jackson did not practice again today. Um, I give the Bengals – check that. I give the the Ravens, Mike, almost no chance to win this game. 
I don't know if I'm wrong. I don't know how close it'll be. I'm not talking about from a spread standpoint. But no Lamar. I just think offensively they're struggling as it is. But, Mike, here's the, here's the point. And you asked me this in the, in the break, and I'm going to tell you, this is what I think about what's going on with Lamar Jackson. So he missed his fifth consecutive game when the Ravens fell to the Bengals this past Sunday. He's not playing in the playoffs. The Ravens went 8-4 and four with him starting this season, 2-3 and three without him, right? The offense has been much better, obviously, when, when Lamar Jackson's on the field. They average about 25 points a game, only about 12 a game without him. And you said, do you think Lamar is doing this on purpose? They just paid Roquan $100 million. Now, I'm not telling you Roquan's not worth it. What yeah. I'm telling you is Roquan's been there a few months. And he's one of those guys that they call what they call a force multiplier. Makes everybody in that defense better the way Vaughn Miller did in Buffalo. That's part of the reason they needed help in linebacker. That's why he wanted out of Chicago. It's a perfect fit. But if this alienates Lamar Jackson... I mean, he's been out now, th- was it 38 days we said yesterday? Yeah, it's, it's going on Since 40 the, now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the reason why I bring this up, and this, again, is speculation. I can't tell you that this is coming from anybody's camp. All I'm telling you is Lamar has been asking about a deal, and you, you trade for a guy, and months later you give him a $100 million contract. Roquan's the highest-paid linebacker right now in the NFL. Mike, what is Eric DaCosta doing? What is Steve Bashotti doing? Mm. You made this commitment, and you know how good your team is with Lamar. I'm not telling you he's sitting out on purpose. I don't know what the extent of the injury is. Right. All I'm telling you is, how would you feel? I've been asking right. Right. for this money. I've been performing for this money. I've been I've been an MVP for this money. And here you go, and you turn right back around, and you pay Roquan? Yeah, a guy who, again, we know he's doing great work, but he's only been here for nine games. Come on. So that's where it gets a little interesting. And, by the way, I don't feel – you know, I'm a big Lamar guy. That's my buddy Rich who does radio at 98 Rock up there. But he was asking me because we do sports, what do you think? Here's the other part of this. If someone in Baltimore, the fan base, gets an inkling that they feel that somehow he was sandbagging and he's not going out there and he could maybe play, right? That, that as I used, like to say, that toothpaste doesn't go back in the tube, then – what do you start doing? You start thinking, i got to turn the page on a former MVP? Because, again, the only option, if you can't come to terms on a contract in this offseason, you franchise tag. Got to. And he's still going to make a lot of money, but that's not what he wants. We will see how that game shakes out. More NFL uh, breakdowns tomorrow as we give you our picks and we head towards the weekend. I cannot wait. Saturday, Sunday, and then the Monday night Cowboys and Buccaneers. Turtle, let's get to the top three. It's time for the top three at six. Top three at six. Now let's see what we have here. All right, we came out flat again. We were down and then we got back in it. We were down 24 points last night, our Atlanta Hawks. Mm. And they fight back and, yay, let's go, Hawks. Let's (laughs) go. And then we can't finish. The the backups made it work. Uh, Nate McMillan. You know, we've had success against that team uh, this season. And uh, you knew that they were going to come out with urgency. So, it's not so much uh, our guys didn't, you know, uh, come out with that urgency. Sometimes the opponent is just playing better. And I thought they uh, they did play better uh, in that first half. Yeah, you're down 20 after the first quarter. It was 39-19. Not ready to go. So let me get this straight. Sometimes, <laughs> let me get this straight. Sometimes you have energy and you're ready, but the other team brings even more energy. They wow. brought more. They brought more, more. I love Nate, but, man, this is getting like, we literally have 15 sound bites we can use now to describe when we lose. Thanks yes. to Nate. Yes, and we play them frequently. <laughs> last night, this was last night. What, what did he say last night? You know, we've had success against that team uh, this season, and uh, you knew that they were going to come out with urgency. So it's not so much uh, our guys didn't. 
Okay. So they were more. We didn't finish. They were more urgent. That's what he <laughs> yeah. said last yeah. night. Didn't finish. That's what he said. What irked me again? There was, I know that the starters had an impact on the comeback, but for the most part, it was Kaminsky. It was the backups. Uh, you know, Bogey was on the bench, coming off the bench, shooting threes. But it was the backups that got you back in the game, and they went with the starters, and they started just launching threes. Yeah. And then, then the offense had no rhythm again. Today, part of why I'm on DeAndre Hunter is trade and play. We ride Trey when he plays badly. He doesn't do enough, and and rightfully so. He's a superstar, but when when he's not on the floor. What did you say? I said Trey's the superstar. Did you say superstar? I did. When sorry, Mr. Voice is sleeping. I'm sorry. Star. <laughs> when he's when he's not sorry, on the floor. Sorry. He's Mr. Superstar. The soundbite is not in the computer yet. Sorry about that. But when he's superstar. not superstar. Thank you, Mr. Voice. When he's not on the floor, I can't blame him. How about blaming the guys that were out there and, and playing last night that had a chance mm. to win this game? That, that is part of why I'm not banging on Trey. If Trey had a bad game, Superstar. I would tell you. But he, he wasn't out the floor. He wasn't on the floor. You couldn't get an IV? You know, get some contracts or get some Advil? Get out there. <laughs> Theraflu? He better be available tomorrow. What's the one? Is it Theraflu? You can make it warm and, and it with hot you water? Yeah, and you drink it. It's good, too. You're good for at least 30 minutes after yeah. one of those. Yeah, I always say that because that always made me feel better. Like, you want some Theraflu? Yes. Yeah. But anyway, it's just it's so frustrating. And now we're at that. Guys, I know the All-Star break is thought of Maybe it was mental. <laughs> But this is, this is the halfway point. We are at the halfway point, and where are we? Nowhere near the playoffs. The team that we thought would be the third. You and I had aspirations of being the fourth. We didn't say be the number one seed because no. Boston's a, is a machine. No. No. But we thought we'd be competing for the third or fourth seed in the East. Not even close. Let's hear from Arthur Smith talking about doing the research. Guys, they've got to find a defensive coordinator. I don't know where this is on the pecking order, by the way. I don't know. Do you do this as soon as you possibly can? I think you want to install stuff, Mike, in the offseason. Plus, don't you want your new D.C. to be a part of your draft process, your free right. agent process? Right. I think this is pretty urgent when you say, hey, when are we going to hire D.C.? This is Arthur Smith. Certainly there's things that, you know, familiarity with certain schemes that, you, you know, you want to talk to, but we're not going to be closed-minded about anything. So I think it's important. You know, I like the setup now they have with – I think it helps where not, you don't feel rushed. I think in years past, if you're in this situation – you may feel a little rushed. Mm. I think things have seemed to slow down. So we'll, we'll be very uh, mindful of that. I want to talk to a lot of people. I've already have talked to a few so far. Well, we'll take our time. And by the way, <clears throat> excuse me, what you guys said, what about D'Amico Ryan? No, 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 guys. He's going to be a head coach. Yes, he is. He's ready to make that leap. So that's not happening. Guys asked about Leslie Frazier. He'll get another more consideration to be a head coach again as well. Yeah, those are all top current defensive right. coordinators. We're talking about who's an assistant who's ready to make the leap. Yeah, they're not going to take those lateral moves, I don't believe. And by the way, you said it we, for guys who missed yesterday. I know, 3-4, three, 4-3, four, four, three, it's semantics because we've got guys right now, we've got so many dudes on one-year contracts. If you wanted to flip it, you could. And because you're in the nickel so much, it's not the big deal. But it is still part of, you know, there's still some base personnel. If you're going to draft, you want to know where you're going. Right? Absolutely. Josh Kendall had a great comment. You'll hear it coming up in less than 10 minutes here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game from The Athletic in regards to does it matter if we go get a 3-4 coach? You'll hear our interview coming up. Hey, uh, this is funny and, and fun because we're still, you know, basking in the glow of mm. the dogs winning the championship. The parade is Saturday. By the way, the Steakhouse will be out there at Grindhouse. How ironic, Mike. How? Oh, steakhouse at the Grindhouse. Grindhouse yeah. Yeah. Uh, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They have valet at the Grindhouse, right? <laughs> I don't know if they do steak. I don't know. Do you not? Do you I not? Just, I just threw my keys to some kid. I don't know where the car is. <laughs> 
Squid Billy's nodding. That, that's you realize there's a one in five chance that could actually happen on Saturday morning. Sandra's gonna be out there. Rusty's gonna be out there. What were you gonna say, Bo, about steak and throwing keys to the valet? Well, there is a one in five chance that'll happen. But I mean, dear God, steak is so close you could just walk. But and I know too that steak's listening because I know he 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 is a he's a big Deuce and Bell fan. He's a big Squid Billy fan actually. But, awesome, we love but, him, man. He's 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 killing it. Uh, but they're gonna be out there 10 a.m. to two, and uh, don't throw your keys to just anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I drove Steak's car one day when I was an intern for Steak. That's the first time I ever got in a car that things started moving when you cranked up. I got in and mirrors start moving. And, dude, this is like 2008. I, I, I have no experience. I'm driving a Ford Taurus at yeah, the time. Yeah. Like a 93 Ford Taurus. Go get me some gas. It's the only station with gas. It was when that hurricane came through. There was no gas. I get in. Parts start moving. I'm terrified. Look, I'm not trying to, you know, encourage someone to steal a car in Athens, but if you are an enterprising young man, a co-ed, if you wore a vest and a bow tie and stood outside <laughs> of the grindhouse tomorrow, Saturday morning when Steak rolls in, you've got a pretty good chance of stealing that car. Let's Here's hear. some free content for Steak in the morning. <laughs> three strikes. When was the last time you lost your car keys? There you go, Steak. Dude, I had a friend who did this. He was he was covering an NFL game, and right. literally he, he was going to miss his flight. This was, <laughs> this was right after 9-11 mm. when, when they had changed everything and you had to go through, you know, all the TSA right. stuff. And literally he drives to the front of the airport instead of taking his car back to the rental car place and is like, here, take this back. It needs to go to Hertz. He throws the keys to some guy. <laughs> the car was gone for five days. He gets his flight. He gets back to Houston, and the guy's like, yeah, man, I'm just lucky I made my flight. And we're like, man, crazy story. You, you, you know, you barely made it, boy, I, with all the checks and stuff going on at the airport. Five days later, the Hertz calls. Um, we've not received our vehicle back. Dude, they had charged him like $800. According to the GPS, the car's in Juarez. It was unreal. All right. Oh, uh, I wanted you to hear Brock Bowers because this is the funny thing I was going to tell you. Brock got a chance to fill in because Stetson Bennett did not make the media call the next day after the national championship. He's enjoying the cigars and all the things. Nobody's mad at him, but I thought this was funny. Brock Bowers addressed it. I was coming off the elevator. I saw Coach Smart, and I started walking to go um, eat some breakfast. And I just got a call, and they said, you're, next, you're in the bullpen coming to media. I was like, okay. I mean, Stetson's not going to make it. I was like, I mean, I guess I, guess I got to go. So, yeah. He's always wanted to be in Stetson's shoes, so now he gets an opportunity. It's funny. It. It's funny. It's funny. Man. As we said, what are you going to do, suspend Stetson? You're not going to fly home with the team. He's sleeping in. <laughs> We're going to hear a lot of Brock Bowers next year. Uh, he's a junior. Freshman year, crushed it. Sophomore year. But he'll be a, a big spokesman for this football team as we move forward. Josh Kendall from The Athletic stopped by. What do we need to do first as we start to prepare for this offseason for our Atlanta Falcons? We'll talk about it with Josh coming up. Let's talk to our man, Josh Kendall. He covers our Atlanta Falcons for The Athletic. And Josh Great job all year, man, covering this team. And, you know, we all know it didn't didn't go the way we wanted. We hope that uh, they can win some more games and maybe be playoff eligible. But we got to move forward. And I want to ask you about this quarterback decision. What's your gut tell you? Because we had Coach on yesterday about this, and I know you guys probably asked him in his presser yesterday. And we said, look, you know, have you seen enough? What What's the determination on Desmond Ritter? Because if you make that decision, then your draft board looks a little bit different moving forward. Yeah, I 
I don't know. I hesitate to even say my gut. What does my gut tell me? What's it tell is you? that they'll go into 2023 with Desmond Ritter as the starter, that they won't draft a quarterback in the first round. I think that, you know, Desmond Ritter proved that he will. I think what Desmond Ritter proved in the last four games of the year is he'll be just fine. He might be a little bit better than that, but I think his floor is just fine. Mm-hmm. And most people in the NFL have to live with just fine at quarterback. You get, you know, the elite guys are called elite for a reason. They're few and far between. They don't come around even every year. And when they do come around, your chances of getting them are not great. If they're elite guys here, they're probably going to be gone before eight. It's going to take a King's Ransom to move up from eight, or maybe not a King's Ransom, but more than Atlanta is likely willing to pay to move up from eight into that three, two range where maybe if you thought there was an elite guy, you could get him. So when you weigh all of the factors, I'm thinking this team sticks with Desmond Ritter and uses its resources elsewhere. I know we get a, a big uh, cap relief when we move on from Mariota, so find someone of Mariota or lesser value next year to back him up? Yeah, I mean, I, that's that would be my expectation. I don't think it's going to be Logan Woodside. I think they're comfortable with Logan Woodside. I think they appreciate Logan Woodside being, the, being there, you know, a port in a storm, but I don't think they go into – this 2023 season with him being one snap away from from taking over as the starter. Josh, we've been talking about the plan, the next phase of the plan. It's Josh Kendall from The Athletic talking about our Falcons. What is that plan? Yeah. What is the plan for Terry Fontenot? What do you think it is? Uh, you know, yeah, I think it's I think it's probably relatively boring. It's just to <laughs> keep chipping away at this team's many weaknesses. And you know, it's it's you know, Keep patching holes, keep plugging holes, keep strengthening the roster in any way you can and hope that one day it all coalesces into a really good team. You know, I don't think anybody could realistically look out there and say, we want to be the Patriots. We want to be Bill Bill Belichick's Patriots. We want to win six Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls. That's not realistic. But I think a model that is really, really realistic is what you see from the Pittsburgh Steelers under Mike Tomlin. And that's just to be a tough out every week and therefore every year. So I think that you – know, and, and the Steelers, you know, there's not a lot exciting about Steelers off-seasons generally. There's not a lot of big splash headlines around the Steelers, you know, 12 months out of the year. It's just sort of this, the daily grind and the daily slog. Um, you know, this is a big draft for the Falcons, you know, because if you're drafting – this is your third straight top ten pick. If you're drafting four, if you're drafting, if you're drafting the top ten four straight years, then you're talking about we're talking about Terry and Arthur's job security. Right. So they need to get this one right, and then they need to get out of this range. That he, Terry Fontenot said unsolicited, and very obviously yesterday. Now we're entering the next phase of the plan. The next phase means this should be a competitive team. Um, we can all look at several bright spots in the last two years with this team. You can look at it and you can absolutely see progress. You can see things moving in a generally positive direction. But this team's been seven and ten for two straight years. That's not going to cut it in year three if you're going to keep saying we're moving in the right direction. It is Josh Kendall from The Athletic Guys. Covers the Falcons here on the WadeFord.com hotline. And he's a heck of a scratch golfer, too. Uh, Josh, let's go like we'll go sort of like uh, unit by unit. I'll go from left to right. Obviously, Jake's not going anywhere. Are they going to bring back Elijah Wilkinson? He was on a one-year deal. Are they going to look for the best left guard that money can buy? I think they'll probably look for the best left guard that money can buy and mm-hmm. be okay if they have to come back to Elijah because he really did help stabilize that position 
but I but I would not be surprised to see them insert a new body there. Will they try to This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Upgrade Dahlman. Are they happy with Dahlman? I think they stick with Dahlman. I think that they, you know, feel like they're investing in, in Drew Dahlman and investing in the way they want to play offensive line. That's a really critical position for all the cohesiveness. They really liked all the cohesiveness. They really liked the way that group played as a unit. Drew Dahlman was a guy who Arthur Smith thought really highly of when he drafted him his first year. Was kind of surprised he was there in the fourth round. I think they think Drew Dahlman can be a really good player. I think they stick with Drew Dahlman. Obviously, Lindstrom's not going anywhere. And just finally, Carl and I spent a lot of time with McGarry. Good run blocker, bad pass blocker. Are they going to let him test the market, or are they going to bring him back? I, I think, yeah, again, this is a gut feeling. I think they bring Caleb McGarry back. I think it probably costs him a little more money than it would have if they had picked up the fifth-year option, but I think they bring Caleb McGarry back. The reason is because this is a run-first identity, at least, team and Caleb McGarry did that really well this was the best year if you if you're I don't know where you come down on PFF grades but they do pay attention they do put the work in this was Caleb McGarry's highest graded year of his career he was the fourth graded tackle in the in the NFL his run blocking was excellent his pass blocking was okay so I think that I think that they stick with Caleb McGarry because I think that they like the cohesiveness on the offensive line I think they like what Caleb brings in terms of intensity I think they like um, that he responded the right way to not get his fifth-year option picked up. It is Josh Kendall. What are we going to do with D.C.? Is there a front-runner? What are you hearing, and what do you think they will do? Will we stay with the guy who knows the 3-4, or does that matter? I think it matters, and I think you stay with a guy who's at least maybe not – he's run only the 3-4, but he's got at least enough knowledge of the 3-4 that you know he can run it effectively this is a team that's built around trying to be multiple defensively trying to be hybrid defensively and they'll be they'll hire a guy who they think can do that if there's a front runner right now i don't know who it who it is the intriguing candidates to me are the two guys who are with the patriots right now gerard mayo and brian flores because atlanta has connections there through dean they, you know, they're all sort of wrapped up in that same basic defensive scheme, defensive framework. If, if I'm Arthur Smith, and I'm not, if I'm Arthur Smith, those are certainly two guys that I talk to. We are talking about the Falcons, guys, because now we can talk about part whatever this is of the part three, Carl. Of three, the, three, phase three. <laughs> phase three is going to be nice, Carl. We're going to have condos and townhouses <laughs> and a big community pool in phase three. Uh, Josh Tendles with us here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Um, Priority one in the draft. Best. I mean, I know we always say best athlete, but you, is do you? And we're going to see through the combine. But you feel we've got to address the edge rusher, or do you feel that Ebicady has shown enough progress that he will take a leap, or do you say a defensive tackle makes everybody better on that line? Well, I think you've got to address the pass rush through either an edge rusher or a defensive tackle. That and that's not that doesn't even have to be a a, a down vote on Arnold Ebicady. You just need more than two guys. More than three guys, if you can get them, you know, if, you, if you're if you saying we feel good about it, and I'm not saying they are, but if the Falcons are saying, all right, we feel good about Lorenzo Carter, Arnold Ebichetti, and D'Angelo McGrone, 
blown progressing as edge rushers, as guys who can affect the quarterback. You still need more there. But you also very much need somebody to put beside Grady Jarrett, especially with TQ Graham coming off of the knee. TQ is a guy who was really progressing pretty well. So if you look at – if Atlanta sticks at eight and you feel like those quarterbacks are going to be up there high, um, Will Anderson's almost certainly gone. You know, you shouldn't dream that. Jalen Carter's almost certainly gone. But the edge rusher and the defensive tackle um, out of Clemson, Brissee and Murphy, you know, those are guys who are real highly thought of. And one of those guys you would think is going to be around um, be around at eight. But that's, you know, that's where my mind is right now. Josh Kendall, our guest guy, is talking Falcons. Um, would you draft a, a speedster at wide receiver? And, and what about the running back spot? When you look at Tyler Algier in the year he's had, how confident are you that – He's going to be the, the workhorse. Oh, I think he's going to, he's going to be the workhorse for sure. Um, I don't expect him to expend any more draft capital on running back. They'll keep adding guys. They'll hope that Caleb Huntley comes back healthy because they like him. But as you can see from the fact that they got a really good running back in the fifth round, unless Derrick Henry is reincarnated, I don't see any reason to go drafting any, any running backs in the first three or even, even four rounds. You might see him add some depth late in the draft if there's a guy that they really like. And, yeah, I mean, they, this team still definitely needs needs wide receiver help. I could see them addressing that in free agency or in the draft. Um, you know, it might be more likely that you see this team draft a wide receiver in the second or third round who they think can help them because, frankly, it might be tough to attract a top wide receiver in free agency mm-hmm. because everybody knows that Drake London's wide receiver won here, and everybody knows – that Kyle Pitts is coming back. And everybody knows that after that, in this offense, or at least what we've seen in this offense the last two years, there are only about 30 catches to go around. So, you know, it's not, it's not, like, it's a, it's not like it's a great option for a high-profile free agent wide receiver. Right. So I think you see them address that in the middle rounds. Falcons coverage on the athletic from Josh Kendall here, guys, on Dukes and Bell. Uh, just real quick, I'm going to throw some more names at you. Guys that were on those uh, prove-it one-year deals, Rashawn Evans and Lorenzo Carter. Uh, either one of those are both coming back? I think both. I think uh, Dean Pease couldn't, you know, you know and I, we know Dean's not here anymore, but, uh, you know, he was always spoke very highly of what Rashawn brought to the team. Still a young player, um, came in here on a one-year deal, you know, played you know, played as, as hard as he could. Um, I, I think he comes back. I think Carter comes back, too. Uh, uh, Terry and Arthur both sort of leaned towards saying there are several of those guys that we'd, that we'd like to bring back. I'm guessing those are two of them. Well, I tell you what, it's going to be an interesting offseason. There's no doubt about it, Josh Kendall, and we appreciate you joining us today, and uh, we'll be watching all the things. Are you going to go check the uh, coaching staff out at the East-West Shrine? Are you going down there? That, to be determined, but probably so. Okay. All right, man. Just yeah. curious. I mean, I know this is uh, – He says, <laughs> says budgets, Mike. Budgets. <laughs> Not in his hands. <laughs> well, I mean, the athletic, I mean, maybe put him in a Motel 6, but, you know, Josh can tough it out. All right, brother, before you know it, we'll get to talk Masters with you too, man. Uh, thanks for the time today. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 